ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Aliens with Gas, we are the extraterrestrial rock show airing every Saturday afternoon on the voiceamerica.com variety channel. You know, I like to do a little searching and find some stuff online for music for the show, and I came across this. It's the Solar System song, man. I am the Earth. That's us. <laughs> the place where we all live. They don't talk about Pluto <gasps> and Nerubu. So I came up with my own Nerubu. Yeah, okay, let lay it on me. I am Nerubu. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, yeah, I screwed it up. Let's do it again. Here we go. I am Nerubu. <laughs> oh, you got to stop laughing. <laughs> oh, here we go. I am Nerubu. I've come to destroy your planet. I am big. I am Nerubu. That's every Saturday at 2 p.m. Pacific time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We regrettably interrupt Fishing with Guns with this special news bulletin. If you are wise, you'll listen to Kevin Gassman. A giant hairy creature, part ape, part man. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for your pregame announcer, your pop scene sensation, Gassman. Gassman. One of the carbon blobs from Sector 7G. Some people have said that you're retarded, not me. All right, what is up, everyone? Good afternoon to you. Saturday afternoon, by the way, and it's 2 o'clock in the Pacific time zone as we broadcast live at the voiceamerica.com variety channel. And my name is Kevin Gassman, and you are now going global with Gas Man. Looking forward to a really cool show because the two hours that you're listening to right now, well, the first hour is a little bit different than the second hour because we're going to talk aliens in our second hour. 
That's coming up at uh, 3 o'clock Pacific time. And uh, we're going to have a good conversation with my co-host, Heidi Gadd, who should be joining me very soon. But I will be having a conversation with Blaine Weaver. He is a writer, director, actor, and i got to tell you some of the things he's been in just as an actor alone, ER, NCIS, The Middleman. And he's uh, directed a new movie out, and we're going to be discussing that, Cut to the Chase. This is the movie he's written and directed and starring in right now, and I saw a little bit of it. It's exciting. It's really cool. We're going to chat with him. And then we'll have Eric Walker on the show a little bit later on, and he's a musician. He's got an instrumental CD out, actually. We chat with him, but he's also a child actor who was in the Star Wars franchise TV shows. Interesting, right? So we'll talk to him about that. I think I feel a little overtime for Aliens with Gas with this conversation coming up in about a half an hour. So Eric Walker will join us. And um, well, I'm looking forward to it. He played the movie Lesson Zero. He was Robert Downey Jr.'s younger brother. He played in Little Spies with Mickey Rooney. Tony Danza, she's out of control. So this could be a really fun show. We're getting to some of that uh, conversation a little bit later on. We also have some music to play. So we're going to play some of that local music from right here in Phoenix, Arizona, or anywhere else around the globe. So if anybody out there listening into the program... Here, a live, if you want a live uh, email me, you can do that. Or just, you know, when you hear this on the podcast version, the uh, on-demand version, if you will, you can hit me up at uh, withgas at gmail.com. There are two S's there, withgas at gmail.com. So just to catch up a little bit, I haven't had a chance to uh, talk about this story that I wrote a couple weeks ago. It made me laugh because there's a contest online on Facebook. It's a win a mobile home. Or a motorhome, I should say. There's a big difference. Uh, win a motorhome. And all you had to do was copy, share, and then like the page. And all you had to say, like, uh, win. I think that's what it was. You had to comment the word win. And then you had to share the page, like it. And that's all you had to do. So I posted it on my page. And I got people to like it, comment win, on my and share my share. So it doesn't work that way, people. You have to go to the actual People who are putting it together, you have to go to the main source of the photo of the post if you want to get into the conversation. Because I just, I mean, cause I can't, I can't do it for you. I'm already in. And then I can look at my entry and say, oh, wait, he's got four people who said win on his. Let's go pick one of those. No, that's not going to happen, man. Unless you promise to take me on every single ride you go on in that motorhome that you win off of my post. All right. <laughs> That's pretty much all I want to say there. Um, and let's play some tunes. I want to start off with this band called Wives. And they are from right here in Phoenix, Arizona. And I really I dig their sound, and I think you will too. And the album that it comes from is called Spoils of War. And they have a song on it. It's called Rick Moranis, Goodbye So Long. And that's, that is a parenthesis song. You're going global with Gas Man right here on VoiceAmerica.com. It's the Variety Channel. Take it, man, and go with the flow right here on the Going Global with Gas Man. That is Primitive from Project Out of Bounds, a band from San Diego. That's from Love Tone, their album. They just dropped another one, Sounds of Revolution, and it's a three-song EP, but it's absolutely amazing. If you get a chance to check them out, Project Out of Bounds is the name of the band, again, from San Diego. Some reggae, some, uh, what do they say, kind of dark reggae is what they said, which was interesting. So I didn't, didn't know exactly what dark reggae meant. And so you listen to them because they kind of take you on a little trip, if you will. You know, that kind of spacey ride that reggae music kind of takes you for. And uh, that's what it's all about, I think, swaying around to music. And uh, we have Blaine Weaver on the phone right now. You, do you sway around to the reggae music? Uh, you know what? I swear to just about any kind of music, <laughs> reggae especially. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I, I love reggae music so much that even when I'm not at a show, I still sway back and forth to the music. 
it just it, it, it's going in your head at all times is right. that kind of the idea yeah exactly <laughs> right exactly <laughs> Love it. right on man. i had bon jovi in my head all the time oh That's my normal right? <laughs> yeah all right so this is what i'm going to say about bon jovi real quick is that i had a roommate in college my first roommate and he loved bon jovi so much the soundtrack to young guns played every single day as we were roommates <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! That, that must have been the uh, the the most dangerous room uh, at college. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll, when I had a chance, I would blast my Iron Maiden. I pretty much put him straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to you got to educate us. Uh, uh, we're on steel horses. We're riding. <laughs> you bring back nightmares, man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Right now, it's all good, man. Thanks for joining the show. Blaine Weaver's with us. Actor, writer, director. He's got the new movie out, Cut to the Chase, which just dropped a few weeks ago right that's right uh, that's action. right two weeks ago we came out vod itunes all that stuff and the week before that i was jet setting to new york and back to la and even to louisiana for uh, theatrical releases oh right on man i mean that's really cool to get this thing out there i mean how's it feel you've done these before so you know going through the process of you know going through a new movie and and and, and do you learn every time you drop a new one is there something that you can do that always new the uh, the next time I'm for sure. I mean, the learning curve, I feel like all the way through making a movie is, is straight up and down. Like you learn something new every single day that you're on set. And then, you know, dealing with every time you have to deal with anything like distribution or whatever. I mean, the truth is with distribution specifically, it changes so quickly. Um, like, you know, six month rule was my last directing effort. And that was uh, about four years ago. And everything was different like in this this movie we really focused on the pre-sales uh which wasn't even a thing when six month rule came out and mm. uh you know just the structure of like how the, the the financing all works it's just completely different and i feel like i'm always playing catch up because i'm not you know neck deep in it all the time right i imagine that every time you turn around there's always a new way to promote or do something else that you know you're like oh i'm already behind on this one already it's absolutely true and yeah. like i was really we brought on a publicist for our our release and I was so thankful because she is in it all the time you know what I mean and she's like well we need to have this pre-sale link out so that we can you know attach it to all the marketing we did and again it sounds like an obvious no-brainer but we were like oh we were just going to come out like you know the day of and she's like no no you got a (laughs) pre-sale so (laughs) I don't know like as an example that's just one of many things that you learn oh man I'm wondering if, if that's ever going to settle down, you know, if you ever, it's just finally figured out the formula, here we are, we're good, everyone stop what you're doing, we found it. I honestly doubt it. I, I feel like we're, everything is moving so fast right now that like, you know, uh, in the next time I put a movie out, you know, if it's another three or four years, there'll probably be a new, you know, way that people prefer to watch it, you right. know, right. Uh, it's, <laughs> it really does move and I think that the, the consumers are so savvy too. You know, that they know what they like, and if they see something, you know, a, a new way to get their content, they're going to do it. Right on. We have uh, Blaine Weaver with us on the phone. The movie you just dropped is uh, Cut to the Chase. Let's talk about this action crime thriller. I got to watch it, and uh, some of it, and I didn't get a chance to fully complete it, so I'm excited to finish it, to be honest with you. Um, but it does have uh, quite the gripping beginning, and I really dig that. And, and one thing I liked about the movie, and I like all about all movies, really, is when they start off, even when the first frame pops up, not of the movie, but of the production piece, that there's sound going on that's relevant to the movie itself. Yeah. Well, we like, I, I love that too. I love being pulled straight into the film and for, especially for movies like this, like this, what we want is for you to be on the edge of your seat, you know, uh, like breathless by the end of the movie. So we hit the, the gas about three minutes into the movie and we don't stop. Right. So 
if that's the kind of movie you like, this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you have kind of a different repertoire of movies as well. A little bit, you know, you have the kind of the romantic comedy, and then you have this. So for you, as far as a director, I mean, obviously all fields are available for you. Yeah, I mean, and it's exciting. It's, it's another thing that, like, you know, I, I hate to – I'm not a very tech-savvy guy, to be honest with you. Like, I, I work with people who are, but for me – uh, like this movie is a real example of what can be accomplished in independent film right now with the technology available. I mean, this is a, you know, a film noir action thriller, you know, and uh, I didn't think that was possible you know, three years ago um, uh, for, for this budget level. Um, that, that's why I've made three romantic comedies is because it's, you know, way more cost effective to, uh, you know, film a, a relationship than it is to film a, a chase scene. Right. Um, so, like, I, I've seen a couple of, of smaller films that have done really well in this genre, and I got excited about trying it, and I, uh, I, I couldn't be prouder of the result. Right on. Well, did you do you pull from other? I mean, your experiences as far as, far as being a director. Do you pull from other, you know, styles, or do you, you know, like a little bit here, a little bit there? I mean, is there something kind of like new for you on the the film noir type of style, or what you were just discussing as far as the the uh, for what cut cut to the chase is about? Well, I feel like every director. You know, it definitely, you can't make a movie without putting a part of yourself in it. But especially as a writer, director, and lead actor, you know, it, it's definitely going to be my cinematic voice, you know? Um, so I, I feel like th there are moments of levity in the film that I think are, are very much me. Like, I think there's, a, there's some real nice laugh lines in it. But I always go back to thinking about the first time I saw Die Hard, you know, and how much the action was amazing but what i really engaged it with was john mcclain you know this like right. regular guy who had a sense of humor it wasn't a comedy you know but he was a funny guy you know um and and i love that so like i try to this movie should be um you know lots of gasps lots of you know action <laughs> and then a couple of really good laughs i i, enjoy, I really enjoyed the writing to be honest with you the beginning of it because you know the beginning of the movie like you said i mean it really is the important part i mean it has to grab you in has to engage you as much as you know you want to keep moving on and keep moving forward so you, you definitely accomplish that with this movie uh the script is is smart you know it's it's um it's believable. Does that make sense? You know, oh. sometimes you hear scripts or you, you hear movies. It's like, ah, it's, you know, there's a little bit of a twist. It doesn't sound as you know real. But this one really comes across as something that is legit. You know, as far as like the actual script, it seems like it's real going in. Because the right. thank you very much. Yeah, the, uh, I mean that means a lot, and I feel like you know, especially with a twisty, turny kind of mystery-based uh, story, uh, it's gotta it's gotta be in the script. You know, it's got to it's right. got to all be there. Yeah. And it just sounds like a natural conversation. It was really it was really enjoyable. And uh, and and again, so for people out there listening, how can they see this movie? Um, well, it's on iTunes, it's on Vudu, it's on uh, Google Plus, <laughs> pretty much anywhere uh, you can you download films, you can get it. So you can go to uh, cuttothechasefilm.com and it has links to all of the different uh, ways you can watch it or you can just go to iTunes. Right on. And uh, let's talk about the cast real quick. Lance Hendrickson plays the bad guy here. Um, I mean, not a pretty far stretch for him, is it? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hey, I mean, is he cool or what? He's like, awesome. Lance Hendrickson, you know. Uh, most I know him mostly from Aliens, but right. Millennium as well, and uh, just this amazing character actor. 
And uh, he is just as intimidating in real life <laughs> as he is <laughs> on the screen. But like a really cool guy, you know, like a, an actor's actor. You know, he came in early to, to rehearse and go over the script with me because he, you know, wanted it to be good. Not He wasn't just showing up for a payday or anything like that. He he really cared about what we were making. And like, it was just so weird sitting across from him and, you know, having these conversations where he's, you know, being this just badass guy, <laughs> but we're talking about his motivation and, you know, he's telling stories about Shakespeare and, you know, all this great work that he's done. Just a, a hell of a guy. And we were really fortunate to get him. Yeah. He's, he's very involved when you, when you, when you watch him act, he's, it's, it's, you draw, he draws you in, you know, and it's every word he says just, it's just, yeah, it's really nice, man. It really adds a nice touch to it. Was he, was he the main man you had in mind for this? Yeah, you know what? We weren't sure. That was one of the few parts that I didn't write specifically for an actor. Uh, uh, so we were didn't know what we, who we wanted for that, but we made a list, and he was right at the top of the list, and we didn't think that we'd be able to get him because our budget was so low. And like I said, he just responded to the script. So he was great, and what a great uh, addition to it he was. And the, the other part that wasn't written specifically was the part of Nola Barnes, which is played by an uh, actress named Lindy Greenwood, who's most known for her TV show Sleepy Hollow. Right. And she was a huge find. I just think that she's going to be a, a huge star. Very cool, man. So it's, it's, it's a great cast. And like I said, the movie runs really, it's very smooth. I like the way it was running, man. You know, it's just, just a nice... It's it's a really good fun movie to watch. I think if you like these kind of action drama thrillers, and it, it's going to move really well. Cut to the chase is the name of the movie, but I want to talk about uh, some of your past stuff. If you're okay with that, yeah, of course. All right. So as I'm doing a little IMDbing here, um, you're doing your research, <laughs> doing your due diligence, doing a little bit. <laughs> um, I come across the old Peter Pan here. So how did that come about? You are the voice of the old Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah, I'm the voice of uh, I'm the voice of Peter Pan for Disney. Every time. Uh, Peter looks like the 1950s cartoon. That's me. Um, I think the, the Jake and the Neverland Pirates is a different person uh, right. because the animation is different. But uh, Disney is very into keeping uh, the continuity right. you know, with their characters, which I'm very thankful for <laughs> because right. I've been doing the voice of Peter for a really long time now. I, did, uh, I booked the role for a movie called Return to Neverland, which was uh, like 2002 or something like that. Right. Um, and that was a sequel where they were looking for a voice match. And I just kind of stumbled into the audition. I didn't even have a voiceover agent at the time. I happened to be at my agency the day they were reading for it, uh, complaining because I hadn't had any auditions that month or whatever. Right. <laughs> and they just blindly said, oh, why don't you go down the hall and audition for this uh, cartoon? And I got it. And they, when, when my agency called me, the voiceover department called and were, were like, are you represented by this agency? Because we don't have a, a record of you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm in the theatrical department. I, uh, same building, right, different right. department. <laughs> but, so it was very random, but like, it's been this amazing job that I just keep, um, they keep calling me in, whether it's a, a, something for the park or a video game or a toy or whatever. Uh, it's just this really cool job. And indirectly, I give it the credit for me being a director uh, because um, when when I wanted to direct my first movie, uh, Peter Pan had given me the money to buy a home, and I sold the home to finance my first movie. Oh, right on. So it, it really allowed me to, it gave me the opportunity to, to, to do the kind of work that I wanted to. Interesting. So how does one get into the Peter Pan frame of mind? Well, <laughs> well I, I have been accused of living in that frame of mind. Uh, <laughs> that helps. Also, 
<laughs> yes, some ex-girlfriends have pointed that out several times. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think it's really about you put your hands on your hips and you just get ready to fight pirates. Uh, <laughs> that That's where I go with it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll, leave it, we'll leave it there, man. Hey, I thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you. I hope, let me know how you like the end of the movie. Yes, I will definitely do that. We, we were connected here on the on the Skype, so I'll send you a message when I finish it, man. I can't wait to do that. So thank you for doing for letting me uh, watch it, and thanks for your time again. Cut to the chase is out about right now. You said it's everywhere on iTunes and and uh, all, all those platforms. Cut to the chase You can see a list. Right on. Cut to the chase film All right. Well, thanks, Blaine. I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot, man. Bye bye. Right. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, there you go. Check that out when you can. And right now we're going to continue on. Whoa. That was weird. I don't know what's playing, but that was something that shouldn't be. All right, gone. There we go. We'll try something now. How about this? We'll play some tunes. We'll come right back right here on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. Heidi Gadsga joining me very soon. Then we're going to come right back with Eric Walker with some music and uh, his acting on Star Wars. Yeah, so we're going, uh, somehow we got involved in a lot of Disney today. So we'll jam some, uh, let's see, what have I got here? How about some, how about some Pride Through Strife? I think this sounds good. We'll do a little trio reggae music from right here in Phoenix, Arizona. Actually, that's the wrong version. We'll do the acoustic version. Why, 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 why
why don't you give it to me? Baby, get it on, get it on. We can get it on till the night is gone, oh yeah. Give it to me. Baby, break it down, break it down, down, down. We can break it down all over the town, oh yeah. Give it to me. guys pride through strife that's the name of the band from phoenix arizona they're tri- they're triplets really and the drummer's chris uh, so the drummer's not related but the three up front are and uh pretty cool guys and they're going to be joining me on my radio show in, in about a month i'm looking forward to that so we'll get some pride through strife on right now i'm going to give a buzz out to eric walker he's going to join us here a singer he's an actor or he's a musician actually he's got the uh, instrumental album uh, brand new day that just dropped, and we'll be chatting with him right now. Uh, Eric Walker, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. How are you guys? I am doing well, Eric. Thank you for joining the show. It's just just me, by the way, in the studio. Uh, Hopefully my co-host will join me here very soon, but uh, thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Right on. Eric Walker, uh, so you have a brand new album out. It's it's called, well, Brand New Day is the name of the album as well, uh, with the single, and we're going to play that here in a bit, but let's chat about this, because it's an instrumental album, is it not? Yeah, yeah, it's a completely instrumental electronic uh, album. Um, I, I have do have uh, some uh, some people that came on and played like saxophone and stuff like that, but for the most part, it's just me on the keyboards and my home studio. And then uh, once I get a track done, I send it over to Sound Engineer, and then we have a final product. Interesting. I'm, I'm curious on the electronic music and the saxophones. I don't, I don't think I've really heard that combination before. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that I do a lot of that kind of stuff with my music. Uh, a, a lot of electronic music um, does not have a hip-hop drum beat, and I use a lot of hip-hop drum, beat, uh, drum beats and stuff like that, and I mix it up. Uh, a lot of my tracks also sound very funky, so I have a lot of, you know, uh, funky tracks, and uh, that's just uh, that's just part of the process of being an artist and a musician and a composer, and also growing up, of course, in uh, in the late seventies, eighties, with uh, George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic uh. and Slave, and <laughs> right on. <laughs> so that was your influence, most likely, right? Just hitting some of that kind of just funkiness and just instrumental, take you away, long songs type of thing. That yeah, that and you know, then of course in the eighties, I would uh, some of my musical mentors like Tangerine Dream, Jean Michel Jarre, uh, Van Gelis. You know, that's okay, where I, I that, start yeah. getting into more of the electronic stuff. Interesting, right? Okay, so the, you, but you, for you, as far as your longest song, what have you, what's the longest song you uh, you have in your catalog? As far as minutes, yeah. Um, I did about four songs a few years ago, and I think. It was about eight, almost nine minutes the song was. Okay. <laughs> was that something you planned on, or is that something that just the song turned out to be? It just turned out that way. I was uh, trying to, you know, have a song that went through many different phases, you know, and had a lot of different transitions. And before I knew it, I go, wow, this song's too long. And uh, there's, a <laughs> particular tra- <laughs> there's a particular track on Brand New Day uh, called Alien Love Song. <laughs> Beautiful. Which... Uh, which was inspired by uh, the movie The Fifth Element with uh, with uh, yeah, the Floss Paradise character. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Yes. Oh my God! Yeah, I love that movie. So there's a there's a, the whole theme behind that is that the near the end of the song, these two aliens are singing to each other like that opera singer did in, in Flossen's Paradise. Right. Right. So, and that song actually was almost seven minutes long, but when we got ready to do the release, we cut like two and a half minutes out of it. (laughs) (laughs) How funny. Well, it's funny uh, that you mentioned an uh, alien song because uh, we we do a show here called Aliens with Gas. It's the the extraterrestrial rock show. And so we we play alien songs and uh, music songs about aliens and space and what have you. I mean, it's not the show's about you know real ufo talk but we like to you know mix mix it up with some music that has that kind of theme to it so i guarantee i'll make make way for that song to be on the show yeah <laughs> a lot of you know that's that's awesome a lot of my music is very spacey uh in fact on one of my uh my second album i had a, a couple songs one was called space tango and so so what is that for you as far as you know going in that kind of genre if you will i mean i mean for instrumental it's kind of hard to figure out but what genre it is because it's an instrumental but you know for you to name it that and and to kind of create that kind of feeling to it i mean what was that for you to bring that into your music um well i mean we don't uh, you know artists we don't want to try to label ourselves you know some people label my music new age but New Age in the 80s was more like my music, and now it's electronic. They call it electronic music. Um, but we don't like labels. Uh, you could call it whatever you want. I just I like to call it instrumental um, funk on some of it, you uh-huh. know, or just instrumental or electronic. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, space, it, labeling it, some of it space music, well, that just means it takes you um, – it also – takes you away it takes it ferries you away to a it's very visual type of music so you could actually like leave the planet you know or right. or daydream or whatever it just ma- makes you forget about everything so i like to say you, you miss your exit 
Okay. <laughs> so give me uh, give me a song that makes me miss my exit. I'm I'm a happy guy because I, I I I do like those because I th- I think you know music can take you to places that you know a lot of a lot of other things can't. You know, so I think if you have that right connection with the songs and you listen to it, and it it can uh, be a wonderful thing. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. And then Brand New Day, my new album, um, you know, it started off with me writing a bunch of tracks or tribute songs to people that passed away. And it was, you know, I was like, oh, wait a minute, this is starting to become a downer. So then I wrote (laughs) the track (laughs) Brand New Day, which to me, that that title track, Brand New Day, uh, when you're going to play it for the listeners, that encompasses how I feel inside Hmm. that, that, that track. It really, I'm a very happy person. And this is a very happy kind of a, a, a pop funk type song. You know, it's really good. So I'm right. sure your listeners enjoy it. Do you, is this something for you as far as uh, like creating a song like Brand New Day, like you mentioned, is kind of the uh, uh, who you are, an exemplary of who you are? Is that something you've you finally reached as far as an artist or have you kind of have a few other songs that are like this? Like for as far as the, the completion of who you are as an artist? Um, I, I'm not there yet. I still got a lot, uh, a long ways to go. I got a lot more music in me, a lot more albums and I, I can't really, you know, and some songs are that way. It's, it's based on the mood I am at the moment. Other songs might be, I might have a dream. I actually dream the melody Hmm. and I always keep my keyboard on, uh, in my little studio. So I just get out of bed and come in into my studio in the other room and I jump on the keyboard and I, if I'm too lazy, I'll you know uh, hum it into right. uh, you know my iPhone. Right. <laughs> usually I get up and and uh, the first album and the second album had a lot of tracks like this. This last album, uh, a lot of the tracks came from. I had a project. Uh, I had a friend challenge me. He said, "Why don't you you know write a song every week and show people the process on YouTube and see if you could do it?" So I gave myself a 52 week challenge to write one song every week. So, and I'm on week, I think, 47. So it's been quite a process. Oh, right so. on. Very cool. About, yeah, that's, that's really cool. As far as writing songs for instrumental, do lyrics ever come in your head? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. In fact, Brand New Day, I, had, I have lyrics for the chorus part of it. So, so how does that work uh, out for you? I mean, you know, as far as do you do live shows and have someone come on and, and do that for you? Would that be something that would be... Um, it's something I could consider in the future, but I, I I am also looking for singers. I I've been producing recently as well, and I, I have a record label, uh, eWalkingMusic.com. <laughs> right, nice. And um, I'm looking for artists actually. So if anybody, any of your listeners want to go there and submit a you know uh, some of their demos, they can. Singing, so. you need singers. What you're looking for, right? Or I'm looking for singers. I'm looking for a female singer and a male singer, maybe one rap artist. Okay. And I and I just recently I'm I'm probably in the fu- my future projects are going to be, you know, myself with a uh, feature and an artist okay. that I'm going to produce. You know, kind of like, you know, Calvin Harris or Zed. Right. Are those type of, of cats and in fact I have a release coming out uh, in April uh with a gentleman named called his name is ACM. Uh, and the song is called Just for You. It's coming out next month. Very cool, man. Well, I, uh, now, are you, do you tour with your music? You ever you go out and play in different places, or is no? It's just been over the. It's just been uh, you know. Uh, I haven't done any touring and stuff like that. I do have a manager that and a music publisher in Europe that's uh, probably going to have me going over there in England and. 
parts of Europe probably this summer. So right on, man. Good for you. Brand new day is the it's your third album, and uh, it is out now. And where, where can people find it? Where can uh, tell people uh, they, where they can go? Uh, if you'd like the a CD, which I which I think is the best quality, of course, <laughs> you could go to uh, my website, EricWalkerMusic.com. Uh, other than that, it's on iTunes, it's on Amazon, it's everywhere. If you just want to do a quick download, just type in the name Eric Walker and Brand New Day and it come right up. Right on. Eric Walker is with us. Again, not, not just a, uh, a musician, but also an actor. But the music came first, am I correct, before you got into acting? I mean, as far no, as your the, interest? No, the acting came first oh, and did. then as a continuation of, my, of uh, honing my craft, I went to the L.A. County High School for the Performing Arts. And which is like the fame school in New York here in LA, and that's when I started the music part of it. Okay, interesting. In high school. Well, you were in a few uh, big productions and movies as uh, in the '80s, and uh, one includes being the younger brother of Robert Downey Jr. Less than Zero. You yes. played with M- Mickey Rooney and Little Spies and Tony Danza. She's out of control. Some big movies right there, and then uh, you somehow got involved with the Star Wars franchise. Yes, that was the that was definitely the the. The one that everybody seems to remember me for, <laughs> yeah. So you can't be a part of the biggest franchise of all time, and <laughs> you know it's that was a pleasure. I was a child actor, and I played the part of Mace Tawani in the Ewok Adventure, Caravan of Courage, and the Battle for Endor. We did two movies actually. So, so you were you were an Ewok. No, I was the boy. The I boy. looked like okay. Luke Skywalker. Yeah, okay. that's funny. Yeah. They, the, my nickname was Ewok when I was a kid. <laughs> they used to tease me. But so, no, I was the boy who looked like Luke Skywalker. I had the orange flight suit. Okay. So what did you know about, I mean, how old were you at that time when that was, uh, when you were acting in the Star Wars? I, well, I was 14 and 15 when I did those two movies and that was in the mid eighties. It was about a year or so after Return of the Jedi. Okay. So came for, out Star Wars. Right. So for Jedi, you, yeah. how, how much were you into those movies or were you aware of them? Oh, I, I was definitely aware of them and I had only seen Return of the Jedi though, because I wasn't that much into going to the movie theater, you know, when Star Wars came out, because um, I was probably what was I was seven years old when it came out. Right. And uh, but Jet <laughs> Return of the Jedi I saw probably you know fifteen times <laughs> in the theater the summer. It was out the summer before we did uh, the two Ewok movies. That's crazy. So you're like, I'm. You didn't even know you're going to be in one of these uh, <laughs> these follow ups and everything. And and uh, so George Lucas got picked you out. Is that how this worked out? Is that how you got involved? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he he basically I went for an audition and uh, a general audition and I did a monologue that I had prepared and he saw that monologue and then he p- chose me and he chose the girl that was in it then they had a screen test to make sure to see how we looked together and it it all happened very fast actually so Right on man. I mean and you had you, I mean yeah like I said you had an idea what you were into and then all of a sudden here you are you know it's it's attached to you it's part of your stigma you know but there's nothing wrong with that. It's Star Wars. No, it was <laughs> a beautiful it was a great experience believe right. me. I was pinching myself so oh, I, can I, imagine. I I I knew I was involved in something that that I you know could be remembered for a while and in fact, I remember the publicist at Lucasfilm saying, you, you realize, Eric, that you're in star, a Star Wars spinoff, so you're probably going to be famous for at least at least a good 10 years, and <laughs> you and I are talking about it over 30 years later, right. so <laughs> I don't think they even knew how long it would last. I, you know, it's funny, I, it, it never left the conversation, even though there was a little bit of a lull of you know the Star Wars presence, it was always there. Everyone still loved it, and, or loves it, and, and what have you, and now you got the resurgence the last 10 years, and you know, it's awesome. So who knows? You might have a your own reunion, right? 
Yeah, and they're doing a good job. You know, he chose the right company to take that over. Disney's doing a, a great job. Kathleen Kennedy's doing a great job. Great, great producer. And uh, no, who knows? Who We'll see what happens. Right. I hear some rumors afloat but, uh, <laughs> concerning that, but we'll see. Well, there'll be a lot Nothing of people. I, yeah, go ahead. Nothing I could talk about, though. Yeah, all right. It's got to be on the DL. I totally get that. I mean, this is hush hush. This is big time stuff now. I mean, this is like uh, Ark of the Covenant here. it's close to that Um, Eric Walker thanks so much for joining us man I really appreciate you uh, sharing your stories and uh, spending some time with us it was my pleasure thank you for having me on your show you are most welcome I'm going to jam brand new day right now and uh, and I'm going to play the alien your alien song alien love song and I'll uh, manage to squeeze that into our, our alien show which actually starts in about 15 minutes so Oh, that's awesome. Thank you very much for that. You, are you, mo- sh- you guys will enjoy the song. Right on. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, have a good day. You too. Take <laughs> right. care. You got it, man. All right. All right. right. Eric Walker here on the show, going global with Gas Man on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. Did I mention this is an instrumental? Gas Man. Are there any guys out there who are just normal? Huh? Love that tune. Of course, you know the doors. That's the OG. But right now, you are going global with Gas Man here on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. And I want to thank Eric Walker for joining us on the show. Uh, check out his music. We just played his song. He has another song. Heidi just joined me in. What's up? What's up? Alien Love Song is what it's called, but he's he's an instrumentalist, Aww. so we'll have to jam it uh, next hour in a few minutes and get into the Alien show. And uh, Blaine Weaver as well. I want to say thanks to him, director, writer, movie, uh, writer, actor of the movie, uh, Cut to the Chase. So the guy's actor, the character's name is Chase, and he's, you know, they're chasing him. <laughs> <laughs> The bad guys want him. It's a really cool movie. If you check it out, you can. Uh, again, just look up cuttothechasemovie.com and uh, more information on that. So we have a few minutes left, Heidi. And uh, I was just thinking about my coffee. And do you put... Are, <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's weird. I have a little coffee thing. Um, but do you... Uh, when you drink coffee, are you a cream in first? Or are you a, <laughs> a coffee first, then cream? <laughs> I actually put my sugar in first. Okay. Let it dissolve. Right. And then I get it stirred really good and like make a vortex. Right. Then add my cream. So while the motion is going, it so you like do <laughs> <laughs> right. So it swirls right in. Right. Is that how you do it? So uh-huh. sugar first, coffee second, swirl it, and then add the cream. Right. Interesting. All right. So I don't use any sugar. I use the flavored creams. I put the creams in first, and then I just pour the coffee on top, which automatically would mix it. Right. Okay. which apparently last week I did not do properly enough when I made Kevin a cup of coffee (laughs) no well I didn't give you the the instructions that was the thing so what made me laugh about that is as I'm listening to myself tell you (laughs) this this high maintenance coffee order that I had that I actually told you after you made the coffee, I realized that I was a little bit like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory going, <laughs> is it 35, deg- you know, three, 35 degrees to you know, Celsius and blah, 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 and whatever. Yeah, so. Right. <laughs> I didn't stir it exactly three times, all OCD. No, you didn't. Kevin. So, um, right, so before we get leave uh, the Going Global with Gas Man, Aliens is coming up in a second. I, I want to say this first because, you know, we're having a, a pretty much a – a clusterfuck in Washington D.C. It's a it's a pretty interesting situation that's going down. There. Excuse me for uh, for cursing, but after he does it once in a while, I like to throw down the f bomb. By the way, I did a comedy show last week. Right. I yeah. I'm sorry. Was, I couldn't make it. It was all clean comedy. It was a charity show for uh, cancer research. The whole deal. Clean comedy. 
about seven comedians. I was the only one who did not curse. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know, right? In fact, the first two comics went up there, and they were uh, just so filthy and dirty, but not like filthy words and stuff like that, but it was suggestive, you know, and they left because they were embarrassed on, on their own set. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's, yeah. whoa. I know, right? It's pretty crazy. So I, I just want to say this as far as our, our political system right now. My theory, this is what I think we should do, is we should gut everybody out of there, get everybody out, clean house, literally just remove everybody, start fresh. But in the interim, we can have Canada watch over us. You know, They can babysit <laughs> us while we get our, our act together. Like a colon cleanse? <laughs> a colon cleanse. <laughs> well, I always said we do need to have a, an enema in, in Washington, D.C. <laughs> All right, so we're going to come back. We have aliens to ca- talk about. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And do we, what do we have on the docket? Are we going to talk to Steve from Washington, D.C.? We even set that up because oh. he's been emailing us some yeah. serious information. we got to so. figure out how to do that. Yeah, we will. But we have a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up on. So uh, we'll be right back with some... Aliens. With gas. Man. Up in smoke That's where my money goes In my lungs And sometimes up my nose When troubled times Begin to bother me I take a toke And all my cares Go up in smoke <laughs> Up in smoke Donde todo Es libre There are no signs Que dicen no fume. So I roll a bomber Y me doy Un buen toque Y después I choke Y todo mis cares Go up in smoke Come on, let's go get high Up in smoke That's where I Cause when I'm high, the world's low, don't bother me. When life begins to be one call and dangerous road, I take the toe and all my cares go up in. I take a toe and all my cares go up in smoke. The last time I caught an odor like that was 11 years ago. What if I told you I'd take you to a place you'd never been and do something to you that's never been done? You got to check it out, it'll boogie woogie on your brain. Open your mind real wide now. Now, 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 now. 
and grabs you by the boo-boo, don't it? I can hear my hair growing. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. My name is Jack Drawbridge, and I was assigned to Roswell in April of 1947. I was further assigned into intelligence with Jesse Marcel, who was the head of intelligence, a major. I was the first lieutenant pilot. On this particular evening, we're having bridge at Major Marcel's home. He was there in a basket. My wife was there. All of intelligence was there playing bridge, except Jesse. He was out with a pickup gathering this junk in the debris field. Okay? So when he came in, it was fairly late, I believe. And we broke up the bridge game then to go out and see what Jess had brought in. And it was uh, a, a great interest. It was aluminum in appearance. Uh, there were fragments of aircraft scanner, whatever the thing was and also some girders uh, with pictures of hieroglyphic-like things on it. I took them to be owls, but uh, who knows? Anyhow, it was interesting. I did get to handle the material, and the material had some peculiar properties. For instance, it looked like Hershey bar wrappings, and but you squeeze it up in your hand as hard as you could, let go, and it returned originally to the original shape instantly. Aliens. <laughs> I couldn't resist on that with gas here on the. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> well, you know, he let it go right. and just popped right back in this bed into its own shape again. <laughs> I've heard stories about that as far yeah, as the Yeah, that's wreckage. what, like the Roswell crash, right. you know, they were making those accounts as well. Right. Well, that's where this is all oh, from. Is that <laughs> I didn't hear say Roswell. Very, very beginning, Oops. Heidi. C- catch up. <laughs> uh, Jack Trawbridge right there who worked in the, uh, worked there. So, um, and we're going to have another clip from him in a little bit as well. And, uh, you know, the whole Roswell crash and that's coming up in a little bit and, well, in the hieroglyphics, too, there's been a lot of reports of even people getting visions of those kinds of things to, you know, people who've seen a craft up close saying that there was, you know, this strange writing on it. The strange writing. So you think it's the yeah. same writing that would be on the pyramids or some kind of you Maybe. Know, writing in, in Egypt? Now, I, I posted up a little video on our Aliens with Gas uh, Facebook page, and it's a comparison of Egypt and Peru. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it yet, but it really shows their architecture is about the same. You know, everything they did was pretty much the same. Right. And, you know, the pyramids are all there as well and all over Central America and South America and all yeah. over the world, I mean. Yeah, and there's this, like, big ocean <laughs> in between <laughs> them. Right. So having – but you, the thing is, you look at – remember the con- the conversation we had about the lost city, the lost cave city in the Grand Canyon – they're being told that, you know, there's Egyptian artifacts in there and, and what have you. And, yeah. Well, and, and even like Buddhist artifacts right. and all kinds of weird stuff. Right. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if that might be legit now, if you're considering that maybe they got the Peruvians might have gotten their, you know, intuition to build these things through the same thing that the Egyptians had. And Aztecs. There's and, like time warp portals, man. Well, they say that. <laughs> 
They say that. I don't know. I mean, there's just a lot that's been going on. So welcome to the program again. The Extraterrestrial Rock Show has begun, and we got some tunes to play, and we're going to talk aliens, and we're going to catch you caught up on what's been going on last week or so. We had the Black Moods last week. Yeah, that was fun. It was a good time. And next week, we're going to have the band Snail Mate with us. Nice. And they just went to Roswell, actually, so they're going to hopefully bring us back some goodies. They asked yes. us. <laughs> I know. That was so nice of them to even think about that. Like, they're so thoughtful. Right. <laughs> Everyone else, you should be that thoughtful, too. Come on. <laughs> so if you have any requests that you want to listen to as far as tunes go, maybe you want to be a part of the program in some way, shape, or another, maybe be one of our reporters out in the field, and you can always do that. Yeah. Contact us, you know, be a do part it. of the show. Um, we're on uh, all over the internet, so if you want to reach out and say, hey, I want to be your point of contact in this city or I want to be your point of contact in this city we would love to have that kind of satellite program going on all around the world absolutely we have listeners from all around the world by the way we do yeah. I know it's been blowing up it's pretty exciting the SoundCloud page if you check that out that's where the host of our of our podcast is and then you can listen to it on iTunes TuneIn and Stitcher uh, the United Kingdom is listening to us we have people in Canada Australia Indonesia and then uh, one listen each from Saudi Arabia, Slovakia, Ecuador, Italy, Philippines, Korea. Wow. I'm just curious if it's people who are from there or if it's maybe just Americans living over there. Or like I always say, it's, you know, hackers that have like their magic rerouting. Oh, you think we're just kind of hit, getting hit on by this? Yeah. <laughs> They're such <laughs> conspiracy theorists. They have their computers going all over the place. <laughs> I saw that movie. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I had a thought on the uh, on the Roswell thing, on the technology. You know that whatever he found. You know, right. the uh, Marcel, the the guy who was talking about who actually brought in the material. There was a clip of him talking about this other piece of metal they found, which is about as thin as he described as the thin tin foil on your cigarette pack. Hmm. He said it was about that thin. It felt yeah. like that light. But you could not bend it. You could not destroy it. You could not mark it or do anything else to it. That's insane. Right. So this is the early, you know, the late 40s. And that technology obviously has not been passed on to us. It's been passed on to somewhere else. So, you know, I think that's what the really big cry is, I think, for all of us is that, hey, you know, you're suppressing this technology that can better all of our lives. Absolutely. You know, it's like, what's up with that? They're buttheads. <laughs> they are buttheads. <laughs> and so that's the, I think that's where we're at right now, that kind of that, uh Maybe impasse. they just figured out how to like slow down molecules so slow. Because you know how like on, I don't know, I used to watch a show called 321 Contact when I was a kid. And I remember the episode about how every single, like the table we have right here, the molecules are moving, but they're moving so slow that that's why it's not pliable. So maybe they like figured out how to make the molecules slow down for that material. And that's why they can fly through space. Just thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, because everything's energy, you know, I think <laughs> I think Bill Hicks has a bit about that. Is matter condensed or what have you. Right. And so, yeah, so everything is, I mean, in, in essence, I mean, can be manipulated, I'm sure. For sure. Right. So when you time travel, maybe where you, mm -hmm. you'll have to, do something to your molecules, yeah. <laughs> right? That has to get done and dissipated and put together again, like the Willy Wonka machine. Yeah. Like <laughs> ghosts, man. <laughs> <laughs> Which on a side note, we're going to have the cops crew back on, on the 15th of this month. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So we're going to get to the bottom of my picture that's on our Instagram and also on the Facebook page of the ghost in the TV. It's a blue picture. So if you have a chance to check that out. 
do it. Yeah, we're going to get involved with that. We did miss out on the International Alien Abduction Day. We did. What were we doing that day? It was March 20th. Okay. And that was, let me see what day that was. It was like two weeks ago. It was a Monday. Oh. So last week was, what would have been, we should have mentioned it. Right. <laughs> with the black moods, but ain't going to happen, man. So we're going <laughs> to talk about it now. Now, is this, a, is this a fake story? Do you think is this, you know, maybe it's real or? Maybe it's make-believe. Oh, you're awful. You're supposed to sing it. Well, okay, how about you do it then? Maybe it's real. Or maybe it's make-believe. <laughs> See, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have to prompt the maybe it's real, though. That's the only thing, so... Yeah, so the you extra- didn't give me the bat signal. <laughs> uh, the extraterrestrial um, uh, you know, alien abduction day um, apparently was um, set in two thousand. I think six it was. If I get my my notes correct here, but um, so like, is there like two thousand eight festival? Is there a parade? Does everybody just get together and go? I got abducted. Or? Well, as soon as my page wants to load the story, I'll be more than happy to tell you more about <laughs> it because it's being a jerk off right now on my, <laughs> my computer. <laughs> Here we go. So apparently, it was in in, in uh, March twentieth of two thousand eight is when this kind of started. National Alien Abductions Day, um, and so apparently this was done in Toronto. Hmm. Uh, yeah, this was a festival out there. This guy apparently goes by the name of Happy Worker hosted this one-day alien abduction festival, and it was supposed to celebrate all things extraterrestrial and sci-fi for everybody who's into this kind of scene. Hmm. So he only did it one year, but he says that this has actually been going on for a lot longer than 2008, but there's no cited actual specific day when this got going. Hmm. So how do you, can you, well, there's like always all these new, like this is this day, this National Donut Day. I know. It's, like it's, how do you, you just like, one day ago, it's blah, blah, blah day. Right. <laughs> Anyone can make up a day as long as it mm. seems legit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's some out there I think are not legit. Right. I mean, there's a lot that aren't sure. But this one here, it says, um, quote, I'm going to quote from the story itself. Despite our extensive research, we don't know who created the day or for what specific purpose. But we assume it's the special day chosen by our alien overlords themselves. This is the, the page that I'm reading from, <laughs> heavy.com. <laughs> so we, we assume it's the special day chosen by our alien overlords themselves. Every year on March 20th, they swoop down and select lucky humans from around the globe for a personal tour of their spaceships, along with a unique opportunity to take part in various exciting testing procedures. <laughs> okay, this is starting to get kind of weird. I don't know. My mind just goes to, you know, the event, that side. The event includes... <laughs> <laughs> The event included free UFO rides, an alien birthing room, and tin hat tailoring. Oh, my God. Is there an alien probing station? Um, I mean, you know, <laughs> well, an- anal probing station. Be, that would be part of the exciting testing procedures. <laughs> 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 According to them. <laughs> All right. So. Um, uh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this song here. No, I, I, that's probably a good idea. Right. <laughs> Well, maybe I'll save this one for later. Let's do this. Um, I just had on Eric Walker. We're going to play a little jam. It's actually an instrumental song. Nice. Yeah, it's called Alien Love Song. It's from an, an album called Brand New Day. Eric Walker <laughs> is the artist. And it's like I said, it's instrumental. It's going to be a little funky, a little different. And I want you guys to enjoy it and, and uh, take a ride with them, uh, with him on this song. Because um, it's it's really cool. Because I was just chatting with him. He goes, yeah, most of the music I like is kind of spacey and kind of a little trippy here and there and and uh 
that's where we're going to play. So let me uh, get the music up real quick. Why don't you tell people where they can find us online? You guys can go to iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher to listen to our podcasts. You can go to alienswithgas.com. That's with two S's. Uh, come and like our uh, Facebook and Instagram pages, Aliens with Gas, two S's, because we're always posting weird stuff. Um, the All of our photos are pretty much up on Instagram, where Kevin does his meme magic. Yes, I, made, I found the great kazoo, by the way. <laughs> so if you want to see that meme, it's on our Aliens uh, page on, on Instagram, so... And uh, Kevin's going to upload that video. Oh, my from the goodness. We'll talk about it oh, when we come back. Yeah, we'll come back. Yes, we it. will definitely talk about that because I, <laughs> you have no idea the, the grin on my face I have when I woke up this morning and saw it online. So we'll do that. But after this song, Eric Walker's The Artist Alien Love Song is the instrumental we're going to trip out to. So take a listen to this right here on Aliens with Gas. Man. Then the next day, Jesse brought some of the stuff into the intelligence office. And uh, we looked at it and played with it a while, and then everybody went back to work. Later that day, boom. Nobody knows anything. You just shut up. Nothing happened, uh, etc. And when you're in the service, you do what they say to them. Major Marcel was called up to Fort Worth to show the press what he found. Well, what he had to show the press was really a weather balloon. This stuff was not a weather balloon, what he brought back. So he was forced to lie to the press, uh, we say. I don't think he was too happy about it, but you do what you're told again. You're in the service, you followed orders. And they were afraid of the American public panicking with this knowledge. I don't think that would have happened, but hey, the word came down from up above and you do what it says. Aliens. With gas. And that is, again, Jack Trowbridge talking about the Roswell material that they found it always comes back to the weather balloon <laughs> back then they could get away with that though because right. nobody was i mean they weren't snapchatting this stuff right. you know there wasn't twitter and you know nobody knew i mean right. you had to be on site to see it to you know to believe in it so well it just always is this whole oh the people can't handle it they're you know people are gonna freak out right it's but major kehoe if you remember this uh the clip we played a few months well about a month ago maybe and He's actually in part of all this. Well, kind of not really, but uh, I mean, he's whatever it is. But Major Kehoe, you know, talked about how the government wants to treat the citizens like children. Right. And that's what this is. It's like, oh, no, it's just a little weather balloon. Never yeah. mind this. Keep doing what you're doing. They don't want people to know the truth. Because why? What are we going to do? We're going to demand this kind of technology be available for us. It's just going to make people start thinking in a different way, I think. And that's what they don't yeah. want. No. That's something I saw, you know, and especially with marijuana, it's kind of the same thing. You know, there was a big thing in the 70s where they were like, well, the reason why it's really illegal is because it makes people think and they don't want people to think. Right. Same with the alien situation. I mean, they mirror each other very um, eloquently. 
<laughs> the UFO phenomenon and the, and the marijuana fight, it's it's very much similar. And if you, if you think about it and kind of dive down that rabbit hole, you'll see what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, anything that uh, speaks truth is all the same because so, they just don't want people to be free thinkers. Right. They want us to be sheep. And, you know, here comes Heidi's conspiracies. Again. <laughs> so speaking of the truth, now about a month and a half ago, we were over at the UFO Congress. Yeah. At Weekapaw. a good time. Yeah, Weekapaw. And the internet-based, I don't know what they would be called, maybe a news source or some kind yeah. of uh, entertainment source called Now This was there as well. And they yeah. were bouncing around interviewing a ton of people. Yeah, they interviewed a lot of people. Right. And we were there. We were, They interviewed me and you together. Yeah. They interviewed Danny Torgerson, who's who has been on the show a couple times. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> And it was cool. I enjoyed it. It was a fun conversation. I think, uh, you know, I was hoping they would be using something of ours. And for like every day I'd watch online to see if they dropped it. They dropped it. They, you know, did, right. what are they going to do? What are they going to do? You know, they, I want to see it. I can't wait to see what they did with it. So I woke up this morning and I got tagged on a photo on on on, uh, fa- on Facebook. And my friend Neil Staub, who's a musician, you should check out his music, S-T-A-U-B. And he posted a, the link <laughs> to the now this of the UFO Congress that they were there. It's true. It is true. So I'm going to play it. You can listen to it. There were three aliens. Two were dead on impact. I'm at one of the largest UFO conventions in the world. I'm kind of a skeptic, but I'm going to see if these guys can convince me that aliens have visited the Earth. If you look back at the cave drawings, if you look back at all the artwork that includes UFOs, I mean, do you think those artists were just making this up? Do you believe? Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> made it. Heidi got cut. <laughs> you did get cut. <laughs> I mean, well, now that I just make the cut, I'm like, I'm like the first guy to talk I to. Know. How badass is that? That's awesome. I know, right? I'm like yeah. so happy. Like, wait a minute. What I said makes sense? <laughs> <laughs> I think it does. I think for them to use my quote for the very beginning, I think is awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm glowing. Kevin's <laughs> very excited, everybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, all, and all I got was a background shot of me walking with Danny. You did. And I slowed it down. So I'm going to post that on our it's actually pretty funny the video he made from it it's a, it's a short little video but it shows you and Danny walking by it kind of makes you you two look like um, you're up to something like it'd be some kind of like um, like detective show and here's here's a picture of the two known <laughs> and I slow it down as you're walking this is the only photo known of these two culprits <laughs> as you walk slowly in the background because you do look very uh, guilty when you're walking by Alejandro would say that we were up to something it was like, you guys are causing trouble you, yeah because Danny's got the glasses on sunglasses he's looking around he has look very shady although you didn't have your glasses on no, I think I had my hood up. Though, <laughs> <laughs> you did. So, we, yeah. So, Aliens uh, of Gas made the uh, the now this. I know. Is, it's so exciting. I, I think it is. Because you can see cool. the shirt and that I made. You're welcome. And, um, <laughs> right. And the name badge. It was pretty exciting. But yeah. The only thing is, I think if I didn't have the name badge hanging for me, you'd see the shirt better. Yeah. Which I'm like, what, why was I thinking that? You know, it wasn't. Then I had my hands in the pocket. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> But at least they got my good side. That's all that really matters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. As long as they got my good side, I'm uh, I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah. <coughs> oh, dying. Um. So I was looking on some music to play, and th- these guys, um, I'll say these guys with the Black Moods. They posted a couple of videos of them in studio, and you can look at that on their website, on the Facebook page. They had made some Facebook Live videos of them during the show, and I read the threads, and a ton of people followed it. And someone recommended a song. 
Oh, cool. Yes. So I grabbed it. We're going to play it right now. Gary Newman. All right. You know, Cars. Yeah. It's his tune. I'm praying to the aliens. What? (laughs) Yeah. Where has this song been? (laughs) Right? Well, I I can tell you my Gary Newman story, if you're okay with that. Yeah. So I was at South by Southwest. Okay. And it was, I think, my first year, 2012. And I'm walking down the street, and I'm walking to see my friends, the Hourglass Cats, and they're busking on the street corner. And I went to go see him, and as I'm walking down to go see them, I see the the outside this one bar, you know, a little marquee, little stand. Normally, we'll tell you what the soup of the day is, type of thing. Right. It says um, Gary Newman, four o'clock. And I look at my watch; it's four ten. I'm like, oh, interesting. And I was like, right down the street. So I'm like, I'm gonna go see my friends play in the corner, and. Uh, <laughs> And I like talked to them for 10 minutes and I was like, all right, let me go back to see Gary Newman. I want to check it out. And I go upstairs to check out the bar, the, the show. And he gets right into our friends are electric and then he plays cars and that's the show. I, I <laughs> caught the last two, the best two, by the way, if you nice. want to go in that direction. Uh, from, 1990, from 1995's Dark Light album is this tune from Gary Newman. Again, it is called I'm Praying to the Aliens. You ready? I am. All right. Aliens. With gas. Man. Aliens. With gas. And Gary Newman, I'm praying to the aliens. Boop, boop. I know, right? Boop. That's still in your head. I got some it really is. fun music we're going to play <laughs> before we leave the show today. Awesome. The Extraterrestrial Rock Show. It's Aliens with Gas right here on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. Every Saturday, it's live at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And then you can catch the ra- the radio airplay let me do that again and then you can catch the radio airplay at 10 o'clock p.m sunday nights in phoenix arizona on two radio stations 99.1 fm in the east valley and 93.9 fm in the west valley and then you can catch the podcast version monday morning and that's where a lot of people are catching us because it's you know it's tough to get you alive i understand that it's a saturday you guys are probably doing something cool if i mean like listening to us of course it's one thing it's cool and uh (laughs) yeah so if you're driving in your car you can just you know plan to use your internet radio phone plug your phone into your car (laughs) if you need to i mean yeah because this is a good time to listen to our show while you're stuck in traffic or whatever and get the brain thinking get you know get the mind rolling on what the possibilities are and that's kind of what the show's all about so you came across something really interesting yeah it it just happened today too so you know i'm always scrolling around on the internet And I came across this Facebook page called Bent Light. And this guy, he's like a scientist type. Uh, It appears he's some form of a physicist. Um, But he is going on this whole thing about light bending and images that are in other images after bending the light. That's it's confusing. I'm sorry. But um, he's there's pictures of extraterrestrials in this light bending and you know his theory has become that we have to use like you know quantum physics and whatnot to communicate with extraterrestrials and there's some really interesting photos there's even one where he bent the light in front of the mona lisa and there's uh a gray a gray yeah off to the side. Interesting. Yeah, it's on the page. So is he saying that this is pretty much always all around us or they're just like in, yeah. certain, in certain areas? Yeah, that it's like in, you know, like another 
overlayered dimension kind of a thing is what I'm picking up from it. So I don't know, man, it's pretty weird to think about, but like there's just these obvious photos, like stuff even out in space um, where the light is bent and you can clearly see um, an image of an, a face of an extraterrestrial. And he's contacted SETI and NASA. N no one has responded to him. He even tried, He, I see in one part, he was like, Bill Nye the science guy, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's a reliable that's, source, man. It's really fa it's fascinating to think that that would be one of the ways to see what aliens look like or maybe find out that they're um, you know, among us or something. I mean, I wonder if this was done by accident, you know, and figure out, oh my God, I just saw a face. And this, let me try right. it again and see if that was really there. Yeah. It's because how do we know how they're communicating with us? Maybe that's why we only see them on occasion is they're just like breaking through the threshold, you know? If you want to go check it out, it's on Facebook, Bent Light. It's two separate words, and it's the February 2nd post you're talking about. Yes. Um, how to guide to bending instructions, including a laptop with Logitech, 720 webcam, um, black metal paint, and spackle mixer for five-gallon size. It sounds like there's a lot involved in this, what you got to do with it. So if you know how to do the Bent Light stuff, maybe you can do it yourself and check it out. But It's all about like multidimensional stuff, you know? That's what this is about. It's pretty weird. Mm. I like it. Well, it explains a lot, Heidi. It does. <laughs> it explains a lot, but I can't put it in a word. About being weird. Oh. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, you're tuning into the uh, show here, Aliens with Gas. Again, the Extraterrestrial Rock Show here on the Saturday afternoon. And my name is Kevin Gassman. Of course, you can call me Gas. It's all good. And Hi to Gad. Yes, again, every Saturday afternoon. If you have any interest in our other shows, well, please check them out over at the Sound the SoundCloud page. And it's uh, soundcloud.com slash aliens with gas or on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And those are ways you can listen to some of the past shows. I want to thank uh, Tasha and uh, Tara for posting some videos on our page. Some really cool uh, videos of alien UFO ships. One is kind of a daytime picture and i've seen this before i've yeah. seen this in other videos where it's a big ball of light and then all of a sudden one shoots out from the side of it and it goes really far off to the side and then a second later or so another one shoots out of it and goes like it spaces each other out and then once it goes out on the left side then it shoots out to the right side have you seen this before have you yes. seen this video right mm -hmm. so i mean not this video but i'm mean, like different yeah different videos of the right. same thing yeah. So that's probably one of the only ones that I've seen as far as video proof goes of UFOs of the same style. Right. Because, you, you know, it's hard to really see. Like, I've seen that before in other videos. I've seen that one over Peru. That one's over Turkey. That one's over this. But, you know, like the Turkey ones, actually, they have, that one's been sighted in different places, too. Yeah. Well, it's the whole, like, there's one ship and then has the little other ships that pop out. Scenario. Right. That's kind of what this one was. Right. So it's like, what are those ones doing? And you know what? Those are what they, some people have reported, they see going down like these little like light orb ship things that go and make the crop circles. It's really weird, man. Hmm. There's a really cool photo uh, or picture of uh, a helicopter being abducted by a UFO. Did you see that one? No, I did not. This little I'm helicopter that. flying in the air and obviously this white bulb kind of... <laughs> This engul what? engulfs the helicopter and then takes off. Is the helicopter there after the takeoff? No. 
that takes what? it. It engulfs the whole helicopter and then di- then just completely disappears. What? Is this on our page right yes, now? Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. I'm <laughs> such a slacker, you guys. I'm sorry. Listen, Heidi's got other things going on. Man, she has a business she uh, runs during the day. I do. And by the way, if anybody needs any electronic repair, that's what you do. So yes. Superstition Mountain Music. And Mtronics. Yeah. So online where? Um, anywhere. <laughs> the Facebook or the website. Yeah, what's your website? Um, SuperstitionMountainMusic.com or uh, Mtronics.com. Yeah, there With you a go. K. So she is a busy person. There's no doubt yeah, about that. Plus the whole musician thing, you know. Uh, Brent, Sh- uh, Brent Shepard. Brett. Uh, Brett, Brett Shepard uh, posted a uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower picture. I don't know if you saw this, but it's talking about how in 1952, he was taken to see E.T.'s. The, yeah. pal- the Palladian type. Right. A visit to them on their lunar base. So they took him to the, to the moon. Right. Told him uh, everything's going to be all right, sang three little birds, and, and then moved on. <laughs> <laughs> he said, the evil ones are underneath the earth. Yeah, dude. Those reptilians. I feel like that's that movie, like he knows you're alone. <laughs> the aliens, they're, up, they're, they're calling from underneath the house. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, all right, let's play it too. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> Arctic Monkeys. I'm, I'm so glad to play these guys. They're from England, and these guys are awesome. That's I really a great band name. Dig these guys. They're really cool. I really like their music. Space Invaders is the tune from Arctic Monkeys right here on Aliens. With gas, Arctic monkeys, and space invaders. You ever play that game, Space Invaders? Hell yes. Of course you did. Uh, all the kids today have no <laughs> idea what Space Invaders was about, man. man. Yeah. yeah, you guys miss out. Oh, yeah, the Atari version and everything, right. play at home. That was it. That was what you had to play with. That was your imagination, was it was Space Invaders. Yeah, dude, that was it. Asteroids, Missile Command. Yeah, you didn't have stuff. Books. Right. I had books. Yeah. You had books? Yeah, that was my imagination. That was, yeah, I hated books. (laughs) (laughs) Something I, you know, I rarely tell people. I I can't read. I I don't mind reading. I just, books, I just feel like it's like jail time. It's like, (laughs) I have to lock myself in with this. It's weird. I have a a weird relationship with books. Like magazines are fine. Everything like that's good. But books, yeah, you better bring me something good. It's Kevin's short attention span (laughs) for Books. It really is. I'm sorry to say. It's a voiceamerica.com variety channel, and it's 342 Pacific time as we broadcast live on Saturday afternoons. And then you can catch the radio version Sunday nights at 10 p.m. on 99.1 FM and 93.9 FM in Phoenix, Arizona. We're always looking for other stations to, to pick us up, too. So if there's anybody out there in a city that thinks they can use our show, then please hit us up and contact us with an email. A W G radio at gmail.com. Again, A W G radio at gmail.com. Let us know if there's a city out there you think would uh, enjoy our show, and we can send them the link and they can play our radio, our show there on uh, whatever night they just choose to. So we want to spread the word around. Yeah. And so we're, we're getting a lot of listeners, you know. I mean, again, we're getting people out in Scotland are listening to yeah. us, which is very cool on the Voice America side. So we're kind of attacking on a few different angles on the Voice America side and then also on the uh, SoundCloud iTunes page. Thanks for liking us, guys. Please. And girls. Right, exactly. All right, so uh, I got a photo sent to me from my friend Robert, and it's a USA Today snapshot photo he took from their magazine or from the newspaper. And it says, UFO sightings, there were 5,516 reported UFO sightings in the world in 2016. The source is the National UFO Reporting Center. And I think that 
you know, if everyone saw a UFO and reported it, that number would be like oh, it'd be way hundred thousand times more. I mean, do you not think so? I mean, as far oh, as absolutely, there's so many people that don't report it, right? Or they just you know tell someone like us instead of going to the reporting center or MUFON, or, right? You know, but I did find um, so for 2017. So this is from uh, Roger Marsh, who is um, a director at MUFON, um, wrote this article and. The first quarter for 2017, uh, UFO reports are down 32%. So, you know, there's, you know, talk of that they found somewhere else to go or they're just, you know, kind of camping out somewhere and hiding out. Um, midday database for last year was for March 31st showing 992 UFO reports. Um, which is down during the same five-year period, averaged 1,460 cases. Hmm. So either people just aren't reporting them or people are just assuming they're drones. Oh, yeah. Or, right. you know, they're just not seeing them because everyone's too busy looking down at their phones. That's another thing, too. But, yeah, the drones is a good, you know, distraction or something else that could be mistaken as a UFO. So, yeah, maybe someone sees something that's oh, just a drone. I'm not going to look at it anymore. Right. So that, yeah, that absolutely could be something. Yeah. To hinder down the uh, the witnesses. But, you know, the thing is, is when you're calling in and you kind of want to have that justification that other people are calling in. I mean, did you see that? I mean, I just saw something. You have to, right. you know, at least acknowledge what I saw because I'll be crazy if you don't. Remember that one witness we had? I believe it was the one in Michigan where the guy is calling 911 and says, oh, you got other callers too, huh? And he's like smiles and laughs. And right. you can tell in his voice that he's, he's vindicated. Yeah. For calling in and saying, I saw it. And he's like, oh, so many other people did. Awesome. Right. So glad that happened. Not hallucinating. <laughs> right. Not hallucinating. Not just thinking something random ends up being, you know, UFO. Right. Sighting aliens. So here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, I saw the story out of the AZ Central. Now, I normally don't use this as a reference for news because, you know, news is in quotations. <laughs> we use that term very loosely in our in our media organizations but you know this one here is a story about the about phoenix ufo sighting over the the zoo back in 1993 oh dude i was not there for that <laughs> you probably were not but apparently this uh, the author of a book called ufos over arizona a true history of extraterrestrial encounters in the grand canyon state preston dennett is his name and we definitely have to get him on the show but if he's did a story about all these uh, ufo sightings and he one right here uh, is in the Phoenix Zoo, saying a zoo colleague called on the radio and said he saw some lights in the sky and wasn't able to even look at it as it was burning his eyes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he says one, it was too strong. It was hanging over the, the, the lions and tigers exhibit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's so weird. He says wherever the UFO went, the animals below would react, making sounds that were very unusual for that time of night. Uh, yeah, because the animals are like, what is that? He said as the UFO passed over him, the truck he was in, the motor stopped, the lights went out. Okay. He said, I sat motionless, more frightened than anything else. Oh, my gosh. As soon as the light passed over the truck, the light and motor came back on. I think he's thinking of close encounters of the third kind. Remember Richard Dreyfuss was on the train tracks? Right. That same thing happened. Well, but there's been a lot of reports of people in their vehicles where it just stops. Right. You know? So that must be something that just happens. I mean... For it to be in the movie, I'm sure that was a reference from a real-life experience, too. Well, several, yeah. That's so weird. 
What did he say? It was just a big light? Yeah. Yeah, because that's one thing on this article. The top five reporting shapes of 2017 so far have been a sphere at 186, hmm. a star-like, 106, a circle, 100, a triangle, 73, and a disc, 64. But really, several of those shapes are the same. Right, disc and a circle. Yeah, right. because those seem to be ones that people report a lot are something round and bright unless it's a yeah if it's a bright ball that i can see that being a circle if it's a disc then you know it's an actual you know you'll right. see a front and back side of it yeah like, like it wouldn't be a glowing disc. sphere it'll just be an actual you know sphere right not glowing and maybe those circle discs sphere balls <laughs> <laughs> on that note uh <laughs> So we have a few minutes left. We have about uh, <laughs> 10 minutes or so. I want to get into this. I was searching for some more music, of course. And, you know, we had the Solar System song a few weeks ago. And I was finding some other <laughs> stuff which made me laugh. Now, this is a song for children, of course, because that's what we are. <laughs> this is uh, about cute aliens, which I'm a little dis- dis- disturbed about it, though, because you got to listen to the lyrics. And I think someone do this at home. Sounds like it. On her own MIDI machine or something like that. Two aliens are flying in a saucer <laughs> Two aliens are heading to the earth They are too far but they are getting closer Their tentacles are moving back and forth <laughs> One is thin and tall The others fat and small But they are not ugly at all Uh, this song sounds made up. Are those fish <laughs> in the video? We'll have to post this video so you guys oh can take a look at it. Gosh. What country did this originate from? <laughs> I don't know. But these are uh, songs for children about cute aliens. Oh, my gosh. And she calls one of them fat and small. It's not nice. Once thin and tall. They are the fat and small. <laughs> I can just picture her like right in front of her computer with her little USB microphone oh singing gosh. this song. And she's like, this is going to be a hit. 54,000 people already watched this video. Oh, my gosh. I know, right? So, oh, no. <laughs> so I was seeing that one. Well, I, uh, but it is building extraterrestrial awareness um, awareness <laughs> and acceptance. Right. That's very true because it's a lovely, fun song. Right. The aliens are friendly. The kids shouldn't be scared. Right. Okay, so this one here. Uh-oh. You guys no, ready? No, this is another children's <laughs> song. It's called Aliens. It's what it's called. And I'll give credit where credit's due. It's by Words and Music by Karina Jensen, performed by Paul Hilder. Okay. Aliens and Originals Sing Space Children's Song. Okay? All right. Children's Song. I want you to keep that in mind. Children's Song. This song here is meant for children to sing along to. Okay, lay it on me. It's coming. Aliens, <laughs> little green men flying around to have dinner with me. <laughs> What will I feed them? I don't think they eat veggies and meat. (laughs) 
What if they try to abduct me? Things could really get nasty. Brainwash me, prod me, what? test me. The I hope it's a social call. Hell. Nothing more what? This video is I am not feeling safe at all. <laughs> that weird dude that is not <laughs> for children's I know he's like what are they were gonna prod me he said prod me in this oh song oh my gosh can you imagine kids singing along to that oh my <laughs> gosh it's gonna like create child hysteria it's gonna, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna prod me like my doctor does I, I just can't see <laughs> kids singing along to that um. that's like the most demented <laughs> like show tune-esque it's right. for it's, children I've ever heard. I know. So it's just because it sounds like a carnival doesn't mean, you know, it's going to be for a kid it automatically. Like they're trying to imitate um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Kind okay, of yeah, a, right. Right, you get that? Did you? Oh, <laughs> that's, very, that's a good... Hey, thanks. You know, I watch a lot of children's things right now. Um, but how he says, he's got to be from Australia. Here it comes. Listen to the beginning. Aliens. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> yeah. Aliens. I'm going to go Australian on this one here. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. It's like he didn't know how to finish out the words. I'm just going to make up while I'm going along. Is that how you create a, a kid's song? Just create the words as you go? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. That very. guy's weird. <laughs> or whoever wrote it, that girl. It wasn't a woman wrote that? Yeah, it was done by uh, a woman. It was uh, Karina Jensen, performed by Paul Hilder. I want to write, let's write her a letter and be like, what were you thinking? That's so weird. I'm going to look up Paul Hilder real quick. I like the Solar System song better. That he's, one's so, like, relaxing. A- apparently he's British. Okay. <laughs> At least that's so that's how the they one, say it? Aliens? This is the one that came up on my uh, Wikipedia search right there. So, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Aliens. 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 All right, I think that's going to do it for us. We're almost done. Aliens. we got a few more minutes left. Aliens. <laughs> hey, next week we have Snail May joining us. I know, that's going to be great. Yeah, another band Their will be band. hanging out with us in studio. So make sure you a tune band. in. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, what is happening right now? <laughs> Nothing's uh, happening. We're getting right abducted. Now. Yeah, we were about, well, we've we got to fill a few minutes before we get out of here. So this is the last time we'll be talking to you until next week. So please make sure you check us out. On our Instagram, follow us there at Aliens with Gas with two S's. I posted that little video of oh the now this, so you can check that out. And uh, <laughs> we're Kevin <laughs> slow mode, me and Danny walking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's gonna be funny. Oh, you know, there's a Donington Fest. I think it's called uh, the Download Fest in England. Yes, that's coming up in a, in a yeah. few months. The band we just played a few weeks ago called Love Zombies. Right. Their song Robots and Aliens. That mm-hmm. band is going to be playing in the Download Fest. Yeah. My friend Rick Heskey that I do, I run um, Extraterrestrials Among Us with him, the other Facebook page I also contribute to. Uh, he goes to that every year. He's always posting pictures. Looks pretty cool. I would like to go to that. I would like to go there too. I looked into it. I'm like, hmm. Well, if we go. <laughs> I got some friends. We definitely have to. Oh, you have some friends out there? Yeah. Awesome. We'll make that happen. No hotels. A little uh, aliens with gas out in the UK. Oh my gosh, we could go Rome live. Well, that's where like a lot of big things. I mean, Stonehenge, we could check that out yeah. over there. And a few other, we can find out the the lady with the Mexican hat, see if she's still alive and talk to her. That'd be awesome. Right. 
Um, it would be awesome if you guys would hang out with us again next week. Again, Snail Made the Band is, is going to be hanging out with us. We're going to have the Cops Crew. Yes. That's a paranormal show. We're going to be talking ghosts in a couple weeks as well. Yeah, because so. they're going to be doing a new show. They got slated to uh, make a yet another show for the TV. Right. So we're excited to talk to them about that. Yeah, very cool for them. Yeah. And of course, if you guys have your own story, we can use your name. We don't have to use your name. Um, you can call in. You can write in. Uh, you can record a video message of yourself telling your story and we'll play it. Um We'd love to hear from you because we love hearing your guys' stories. We get a lot of interesting stories and yeah. we like them. And we, you just got hit up by somebody from uh, we met a couple weeks ago at the UFO Congress. So yeah. that's cool. We'll have them on as, on as a guest. And anybody out there that you have a suggestion for somebody that you know that might be cool on the show, you know, obviously hit us up an email again. It is awgradio at gmail.com. Right now, you're listening to the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. It's the live version of the program. And right now, you're listening to the radio version of the program, which is 93.9 FM and 99.1 FM in Phoenix, Arizona, every Sunday night at 10 p.m., ending at 11. We thank you guys for tuning into the program. You can catch the podcast Monday on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Follow us on Facebook at... Aliens with Gas, two are, S's. Are we done? We're out of here? I think so. All right, you guys have enjoyed the rest of your night your day whatever it is whenever you're listening yeah enjoy it and we'll talk to you next time right here on aliens with gas man thank you and keep watching the skies